Welcome to Canaanbaum Podcast, episode number 40. I'm Tom Barthel, currently serving as pastor at Christ Lutheran Church, a Wells congregation in Baxter, Minnesota. We'll begin this episode with Moment with the Master, shared by Pastor Aaron Nitz. The portion of God's Word that I'd like to focus on today is from the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. The Apostle Paul is writing, and likely he's uh, under house arrest at this point, and he's writing to the Christians in Philippian, in Philippi. And he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So what are you thankful for? What leads you to give thanks to God? God has blessed us all in many ways, hasn't he? He's given us homes, families, life, breath, water, and so on. However, because of our sin, each of us seems to have a recurring amnesia when it comes to what God has done for us and what God has given us. We forget, and then we forget to be thankful. So, God reminds us again and again why we can be thankful. First and foremost, we are thankful for the forgiveness God has won for each of us on the cross of Christ. Then we're thankful for all the other blessings he's poured on us. As a pastor, I'm thankful and joyful for for the grace of God in making me a pastor. What makes me even further thankful and joyful as a pastor is getting to see the work of the gospel in and among his people. You see, the gospel, the message of forgiveness in Christ, is God's power that transforms your life. It tells you about the grace of God, forgiveness in him, and life eternal with him. And that's good news. And good news can't help but motivate and inspire you to live in response to it and share it in your life. You are part of that gospel ministry. I'm thankful to my God for you and for my partnership in the gospel with you. God's blessings on your day. God's Word for You is shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 12, verses 7 to 12. First, we'll just start with 7 and 8. But ask the animals, and they will teach you, or the birds of the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, or let the fish of the sea inform you. So Job is continuing his response here to his friend Zophar. His point here is that the birds, the animals, the fish, the earth itself have more common sense than Zophar, or Bildad, or Eliphaz. The animals know their creator. Balaam was an unbeliever, but his donkey recognized the angel of the Lord. John the Baptist also said, Out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. John's words there in Luke 3 were a warning to the Jews that they should not rely on simply being Jews, but be concerned about the condition of their hearts. And that's Job's point as well. Verses 9 and 10. Which of these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Okay, we can't let verse 9 pass by us without noticing that this is the only time within the poetic part of Job that the name Yahweh, or the Lord, occurs. This is the name of God that's explained by God himself when he said, I, the Lord, do not change. That's Malachi 3.6. We also have this reminder of the eternal nature of God from Hebrews 13. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, in its form, the name of God, Yahweh, has given for us 
uh, as has given us. It's a special form of the verb to be in Hebrew. It's haya. But here the word is in the, it's, it seems to be in the imperfect tense, which is to say that the action of this verb is ongoing. It happened before, it's happening now, it'll happen again. Here that word should remind us that God's presence never ends. I am with you always, Jesus said in Matthew 28. God is eternal. Verses 11 and 12. Does not the ear test words as the tongue tastes food? Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not, life, does not long life bring understanding? These two verses interrupt the flow of what Job is saying. He'll continue the thoughts of verses 7 to 10 later on. But, so this seems to be a kind of a side comment or a, or a parenthesis, we would say grammatically. If this is so, then we would take it as criticism of his friends. Shouldn't you know this? Aren't you old and wise? Later in the book, we'll see a hint that Job is younger than they are, and that gives us some background maybe to his words here. True wisdom doesn't necessarily come with age, but it does come with faith. Our faith doesn't, uh, certainly doesn't rest on men's wisdom, as Paul said to the Corinthians, but rather on God's power. It is more important to know that we have a Savior in Jesus than to know a thousand local proverbs or to become experts in well, anything. As Solomon said, better a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who no longer knows how to take a warning. It is more valuable to set your feet within the gates of heaven than to own any mansion on earth. Remember that through Jesus, your feet are already there. His sacrifice paid the debt for your sins. And his resurrection assures us that we will rise too on the last day and live forever with him. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's Word for you. Up next, Jerusalem, My Happy Home, performed by the band Koine. Those martyrs, prophets there. 
So bold as to speak to the Lord. Genesis 20, 26-33 The Lord said, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of righteous is less than fifty? Will you destroy the whole city because of five people? If I find forty-five there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again he spoke to him, What if only forty are found there? He said, For the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only thirty can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Abraham said, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only twenty can be found there? He said, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only ten can be found there? He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left, and Abraham returned home. Abraham is standing before the Lord. Recall that the Lord had come to visit him with two other strangers. The two others, we find out, are angels sent to Sodom. Now the Lord has revealed to Abraham how he is about to bring judgment on the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham turns to the Lord in prayer. He first holds God accountable to his justice and mercy. Now God reveals he will spare the city for the sake of only fifty righteous people. One important truth we learn here is to come before God on behalf of others. Abraham is offering not just a prayer for his own benefit, but an intercession for many others. Right now I'd like us to focus just on how Abraham makes this intercession for others. Abraham goes on to bargain with God, or so it seems, but this is no bargaining. Abraham recognizes that he has no right to demand anything from God. He has absolutely no bargaining leverage. I am but dust and ashes. The only leverage he has before God is this. He knows God is rich in mercy, and God has, in grace and favor, shown him that mercy. His faith is founded on this fact. God will hear, and God will answer our prayers, not because we are deserving of our own right. I am but dust and ashes. These two truths are important for us as we pray. Abraham, on the one hand, knew that he could be bold to approach the Lord, the Lord of grace and mercy, as he came to him in prayer. But on the other hand, he also knew he was approaching a holy God who could only be approached with deepest humility and because of that God's grace for the sinner. When Job, after all of his suffering, finally gets a hearing with God, he realizes that he too must also confess, I am but nothing, nothing but dust and ashes, just like Abraham does here. We too are no better, no better than dust and ashes. We are doomed to return back to the ground. 
And why should the Almighty Creator, who hates sin, ever listen to anyone's prayer? Come to Him in prayer through Jesus, and faith in Him as the Lord who forgives in grace. Come to Him in prayer knowing He hears your prayers for the sake of Christ and His great undeserved love for sinners like us. Come to Him in prayer without any bargaining leverage. You don't need it. He's rich in mercy. God reveals to Abraham so many good things. Before God led in Abraham on his divine will to come to Sodom and Gomorrah in judgment, he gave Abraham and Sarah his promise of grace and blessing. Abraham now finds that God will listen to his prayers, his pleas, his concerns, his bargaining, if you can call it that. We'll see next time how God not only reveals his grace to Abraham, but acts in grace in ways we don't always even know about. Before Abraham even makes this plea, God has already dispensed the two angels who would rescue and answer the prayer he is now giving. How will Abraham's prayer be answered? He had no reason to worry. He put his plea out to the Lord. Now he would be able to let his mind rest. We'll close today with a song by Tracy Fedke, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need. shepherd will supply my need Jehovah is his name and pastures fresh he makes me feed beside the living stream he brings my Spirit back when I forsake his ways and leads me for his mercy's sake in paths of truth and grace.
You have been listening to Kanenbaum Podcast, episode number 40. This podcast was first shared in September of 2013. For more information about Kanenbaum Podcast, please visit kanenbaumpodcast.com. For this episode, we'd like to thank Koine for allowing us to share their song Jerusalem, My Happy Home, from their self-titled album, Koine. And also, we'd like to thank Tracy Fedke, Visit TracyFedke.com to learn more on how you can obtain her album, Child at Home. Kanenbaum Podcast proudly supports the worldwide mission work of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, The Wells. To find a Wells ministry location nearest you, visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us. Jerusalem, my happy home. When shall I come to thee? When shall my sorrows heaven end? Thy joys, when shall I see? When shall these eyes, thy heaven built walls, burn against me home? Oh uh-huh.